It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Thursday to you. And uh, it is going to be a big show for you today. We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, A couple of quick programming notes that I want to get out of the way uh, before our guest uh, joins us here in just a moment. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, right at the beginning of the show, we will be joined by Josh Amaral. He is the director of the Office of Housing and Community Development for the city of New Bedford. He's going to join us tomorrow morning to talk a little bit more in depth about the city's comprehensive housing plan. So that will be happening tomorrow at 9 a.m. And, of course, at 10.30 a.m., we will have our uh, usual chat with City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor Shane Burgo will be joining her tomorrow. But uh, I was um, communicating with Councilor Morad this morning. She is going to join us next Thursday Uh, and come in for an hour. She's going to come in during the 10 o'clock hour next Thursday to the studio to take your phone calls. So you asked for it. You're getting it. You will have the chance to call in and talk to Council President Morad next Thursday in the 10 a.m. hour. So I'm looking forward to a lot of you who have said that you wanted to call in, uh, calling in with your questions uh, for Council President Morad. Okay. Now, that's all stuff that's happening in the future. Let's get into the right now, because joining us now on the line, we have the public information officer for Dartmouth Police, Detective Kyle Costa. We're going to talk about the social media and the use of social media by the police department, and and not just Dartmouth, but a lot of police departments are using it in a way that gets attention. We've talked about it before on my old Saturday morning program, but there's been some concerns that people have had lately with some of the way that these things are getting addressed, so I just wanted to invite Detective Costa on to talk more about it. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you today? Doing all right. Great to talk with you. And uh, I, I, first of all, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I love the approach that you take of the one, the one thing that I can say overall about the Dartmouth Police Department social media is you take the job seriously. You don't take yourselves too seriously. And I think that that's a, a key part of, you know, kind of helping to humanize police officers for the residents. Oh, I agree 100%. You know, from the onset of uh, our page, that's been, that's been our primary goal is to uh, really be able to relate to the citizens, uh, you know, who we protect and serve. I think it was about 10 years ago that I probably talked to you about it. So you've been, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, it's been a real long time. It's uh, it's been a process, but it's been a great one. So, when you first started putting together the social media page, what was the thought process of how to how to best use that to get information out to the people? Uh, you know, diving into it, we didn't really we didn't really know. Um, you know, thankfully, other police departments had already started using it, so we you know we we looked to see what was probably the most successful route for us to take. Um, you know, we, we tried to do kind of a three wrong, three prong approach. Uh, you know, make it entertaining, engaging, and educational for everybody. And uh, you know, I think we hit the mark pretty good. And and it certainly has helped in locating a number of suspects and getting the information out that you wanted to get out for for different situations. And, and it really has helped out that people have responded so well to it. Almost definitely, it's uh, you know, as, as opposed to putting out old wanted posters, uh, you know, with the click of the button, now you can reach you know hundreds, if not thousands, of people with uh, you know with a particular post, and uh, you know, it's been a tremendous asset for us as far as being able to identify and catch people. 
And, and look, the dirty secret about social media is you want people to engage with what you're posting. You want people to like it. You want people to share it because that's how you get more reach out of it. So you want to have something that is, you know, going to catch people's attention. You do. I mean, uh, you know, if you don't, if you take the, the interaction out of it, it just becomes media. It's not social anymore. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably what's made us unique in a lot of ways. And have you seen a, 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 any correlation between what you were able to do on social media and the way that the citizenry interacts with officers out in the public? Oh, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, our, our chief, who, um, who I'd say is pretty, you know, ultra conservative as far as, uh, you know, social media presence. Um, he loves getting the compliments from from the community. Um, you know, in fact, we just talked, uh, you know, this morning and in particular yesterday, and uh, he was at a meeting and he said that he, you know, he's approached by to have about a, you know, by a few people that just uh, raved about it. So it's, uh, you know, it's been a great thing, and uh, you know, it helps us a lot with a lot of the things we do in the community as far as charitable. Um, charitable things that we get involved in our, you know, our annual toy drive. Uh, right now, we're doing, uh, you know, a drive for uh, clothing for the homeless, and uh, it, it's got a great response. And I think that that's we can directly attribute it to the fact that we we've connected with the community in you know such a way that allows us to uh, to humanize the badge, like you said. And, and, you know, back in the days that I, I talked to you about this before on the air, it was pretty much yourselves and the Bourne Police Department that were doing this. And a lot of other departments didn't even have a social media presence. Now a lot of departments have followed suit and have put some personality behind their pages. Yeah, we, we consider it kind of a badge of honor here that, uh, you know, we've been consulted by not only uh, some local departments who have uh, now have a social media presence, but, uh, you know, we've been contacted by a handful of agencies from uh, from all over the country that have asked, "Hey, how did you do it? And uh, you know, how have how have you been so successful?" So, how do you decide when you are crafting these posts? Uh, you know, what what's the line that you put out there to to not go past? Because you know, as we've discussed before, these are folks who haven't been convicted of anything yet, and so you have to you do have to be careful legally with some of the language that you use. Oh, most most definitely. Uh, you know, I'll be the first to say that we've taken you know our toes to the edge a, a couple of times. Uh, you know, if not if not uh, you know more than that. Um, but it's a lot goes into it. There's a lot of consideration put into the post as far as what we're going to put out there, how we're going to craft it, and you know what we're going to what we're going to allow for as far as release of information is concerned. I mean, as you know, there's always going to be you know a few people out there that are going to be offended by a post. Uh, you know, that's the nature of the game. Um, but when you're getting a return rate of, you know, probably about 90% on identifying somebody, you know, it's a chance we're willing to take. And, and, to, and to that effect, you, uh, you put out a post this week about, you know, instructing people how they can unfollow the page if they don't like the content. And this comes on the heels of there was one post where uh, a lot of the commenters were commenting on the uh, sexual identification of the, of the person that was the suspect. There was another in which, you, you know, as a person in a purple shirt, bright purple shirt, you used, a, 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 you know, you referenced Barney the Dinosaur. And so people looked at that as fat shaming just because the person was a little bit larger. So with, with those recent things, is that kind of what led to that post? Or has it been a buildup of some other comments as well? No, it's, it's definitely been a buildup, um, you know, over, over the years. I mean, as you know, social media, is a, it, it, it's huge. It's, it's an animal that's going to continue to grow. And, you know, we just figured looking back on, you know, some of the comments that people, uh, you know, have posted, uh, you know, I think I, I worded it in such a way in that most recent post that you referenced about being able to unfollow, unfollow pages. People, people live to be offended now, and, you know, it's, a, it's, it's sad. And, uh, you know, others also want to put a spin on it to get the masses riled up. So this is just an opportunity for people to, to you know, 
maybe take a break on occasion. And that's the only reason why we did put it out. It had nothing to do with any one post in particular. Well, but, you know, some of the comments on, under those posts did go a little bit off the rails. And, you know, here at WBSM, we have like a terms of use that we have on our Facebook page that allows us to be able to, uh, you know, we can we can delete comments. We can ban people from commenting if we want to. But being a public organization and, and being funded by taxpayer dollars, you're in a little bit of a different situation than that. Oh, it certainly is. Uh, you know, I mean, First Amendment is huge. Uh, you know, we're huge supporters of it. Um, and as far as censorship goes, uh, we have our settings on our page very high. So, uh, you know, some of the things that that don't get seen by the public, uh, you know, for vulgar language being used, different references being used, um, that's filtered out before, you know, anybody could even see it. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the commenters are off color, um, but, uh, you know, we can't take the personality out of what they're going to post. And, uh, you know, we, we watch it and we watch it pretty carefully, I, I have to say. Yeah, and, and you do a great job of respect of responding to to when things go off the rails but you can't you know because uh you're basically you're you're paid by taxpayer dollars you're on the clock sometimes i know you do a lot of this stuff in your own free time but you know so all of this stuff could could uh lead to somebody saying like hey you know i'm i'm paying your salary to do this and here you are deleting what i have to say yeah yeah exactly and uh you know we don't we don't delete comments uh you know for the most part it's um Again, it's going to be a First Amendment issue that's been pushed and been tried in courts. Uh, you know, in fact, and uh, you know, we—that's a fight we're not willing to take as, as far as things are concerned. We never want to take away anybody's First Amendment right. Have you ever heard from any of the criminals that um, that you've put on out on these social media posts? Have they ever referenced any of the uh, the, the commentary, the jokes that you've made about them? Uh, no, no, I can't say that we've ever directly heard from any of the any of the people that we've we've posted, which you know I, to me isn't isn't a huge surprise. Um, you, you know, I, whether or not it's a funny story or not, we have arrested people in the past, and the first thing that comes out of their mouths when they're in lockup is my picture's not going to go on your Facebook page, is it? So uh, you know, we've definitely got the word out that you probably don't want to be committing crimes in Dartmouth because uh, you know we will put you out there. Yeah, you'll become Facebook famous. Oh well, I want to thank you, Detective Costa, for taking some time and, uh, and and sharing with us how that process works. How can people follow the page if they aren't already? Uh, certainly, if uh, if they're not following the page, just simply go on Facebook and search Dartmouth Police Department, and uh, we pop up. I, I think we're the first one to pop up. There might be another Dartmouth that's in Nova Scotia, but uh, you know, always looking to expand our audience. Uh, we're nearly thirty-two thousand followers now, and uh, you know, that's uh, again, it's another feather in our cap, and we appreciate the attention that it gets. Uh, and besides, can- Canadian police just aren't nearly as funny as uh, as American police. Oh, no way. And they're uh, they're not as good at hockey this year either, so that's what we get to look at. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's the other thing, too. If you are a Bruins fan, follow the Dartmouth Police Department page for sure. Right. 100%. <laughs> Thank you, Detective Costa. Have a good day. Thanks, Tim. You also. And uh, and again, if anybody wants to respond to that, you certainly can. 508-996-0500. I just wanted to have Detective Costa on because uh, I, I do... I Listen, I think some of the comments go too far, too. But I understand, uh, you know, having talked with him more about the perspective of why they can't go in there and say to people, well, you know, that's that's not a good thing to say. WBSM here, we are owned by Town Square Media. Town Square Media is technically the owner of our social media accounts. And Town Square Media has given us a terms of service that they want people to follow for the Facebook page. So we put those up there for you to see. They're there for you to read. And, um, of course, most people don't read them. Who clicks on the about information on a page and goes through all of their rules of using the page? And 
Facebook has determined that it is okay for you to have your own moderation of your page. That um, it, even if it, even if Facebook has its own moderation, which is really just a profanity filter more than anything, it will catch, you know, of course, if you've ever been thrown in Facebook jail, it will catch things that they consider to be threats. It will catch things that they consider to be uh, false information, all of these things. But for the most part, they, they don't get too heavily involved in that in media entity pages. So we have our own kind of terms of service to be able to utilize the page. And I can tell you, like, there's been very few people that have ever been banned from the, from the WBSM Facebook page. Uh, there's been very few comments that have been deleted from the WBSM Facebook page. If you reached out, you know, when I was a digital managing editor and I would be the one handling the Facebook all the time, I still do a little bit of moderation, but, you know, for the most part, it's Phil Devitt who handles all of that. But I would hear from people that say, why did you delete my comment? I went on your page and it wasn't there. And I would invariably go into the page and I would see that there were, uh, you know, hidden comments, comments that people couldn't see that only only admins could see. And I would read it. And sure enough, there was a word that the profanity filter caught. And so that's that's what it was. It was that they were putting profanity in their post and then it wouldn't be there. And sometimes people would make a comment. And if I happened to see that it was, you know, shaded out and that it was hidden from the public, I would reach out to that person and say, hey, just so you know, you know, you had a great comment that you posted on our page, but just because you use this word, the Facebook profanity filter, uh, you know, they caught that and they, they, they made it so that nobody can see it. So if you just want to go in there and edit that comment and delete that word, it'll appear and then everybody will be able to read what you had to say. So, uh, you know, for the most part, that's the only real issue that we've had. Who has been blocked from the page? It's been, you know, these spam accounts that come in. Uh, we're, we're actually having an issue with it right now. Please let us know if it pops up because this is something that's going on across Facebook right now where when someone, when there's a, especially a news story, there's somebody underneath it that, that comments and it's one of these bot accounts, but they comment with, you know, breaking news, see video here and all this kind of stuff. And the headline or the title of the, 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 com, uh, the video or the, the post that's in the comment will mirror whatever the subject is of that particular post. So if we put up the story about, you know, fatal fire in New Bedford, somebody's going to put like New Bedford fatal fire, see video here. And then when you click on it, it's, it's not something that's related to that story at all. So we're, we're trying to stay ahead of those and delete those. But if you see those pop up, just let us know and, uh, and we will try to, try to get to it. Uh, and it's always best to email me, Tim at WBSM.com about that. It, don't send a message to the Facebook page because, again, we get inundated with those too because of these bot accounts. So it's hard to kind of keep up with some of that. The, the Facebook, it, Facebook inbox is never a great way to reach out to our brand um, just because there's a lot of stuff that goes in there. And it's better if you reach out to us directly in a way that we can respond to you much, much, much faster. 508-996-0500. Very quickly, too, before I take this phone call, uh, DSY in, in New Bedford sent in an app chat message to Phil that I just saw on my screen here asking what happened to Chelsea Priest. I can answer that question for you. Chelsea Priest uh, left the business. She left the media business and took a job with the state. So she is now... Uh, out of journalism, and that's why she has been replaced. And I think Sky's doing a great job. Uh, I enjoy hearing her weather, her weather broadcasts. I follow her on social media, and I see all of her. She does a lot of great interactive videos explaining the weather and, and what's going on. And uh, and I love that. If you don't follow your local meteorologist on social media or your local news 
outlet on social media to get those weather breakdowns. It's really fascinating. I recommend doing it because they really explain more in depth what it is. They might talk about a cold front on the air and expect that you kind of know what that means, but then when they're when they're doing these social media videos, they can really get into what that's all about. So, uh, and Sky's great at that. 508-996-0500. You are on WBSM. Hello. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Hey, Tim. Uh, so, uh, uh, were we talking about comments that are made by the police department on Facebook in the search of criminals? Was that about criminals or people that have committed crimes or... Yeah, so it's usually it's usually they put up like surveillance video of a suspect that they're looking for, and they're looking for help identifying the suspect. Um, a, a lot of times, it is uh, you know because the they don't recognize the person, but they know they know that somebody out there is going to recognize who that person is, and and it works that way more often than not. Like within within an hour or two, they were able to identify the suspect. So, but why do we get more offended? over the criminal's feelings than we do about the crime they committed against somebody. Well, I don't I, I don't think anybody's dismissing the, the crime itself. There's just a couple of questions that, you know, a couple of problems that rise up. First of all, uh, you have to be careful, as I said, with Detective Costa in the language that you use because the person isn't convicted yet of a crime. And by identifying them as a criminal and pushing them as a criminal ahead of time, you're actually giving them something they can use in their defense against you. It's something that yeah, we've I learned in the that, news business. I get that part. I get that part. Even for the, but for the most part, they're posting a picture of a person committing a crime. Am I right? Uh, yeah, well, and so what they will do is they'll post, like, for example, they'll post a picture of somebody who might be shoplifting, and well, they might say I, something like, you know, if the person has a, a, you know, a big bushy mustache, you know, they might say something along the lines of, you know, uh, you know, half size Hulk Hogan went into the, you know, liquor store and stole a bottle of Jack Daniels, and so they'll do something well, like that. <laughs> they what they won't do is they won't say, you know, this scumbag walked in and stole from because then you're you're giving them fuel that they can use against you. Right, 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 right. I get you. I get you. I, and I, my, I, I have family members that's on the Dartmouth Police Department, and uh, and and is it uh, is is it, he is is Costa the captain? He is a detective, and he is the public information officer. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. Very good. A couple of years ago, I thought it was kind of funny, but do you remember when the clowns were uh, running around the city near Halloween, you know, in different parts of the country? Yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah. Right. They were, right. So they, I guess they had some in Dartmouth and Dartmouth made a commercial that went nationally. Have you seen that one? I I think I, I think I remember it. Yeah. I mean, it it was, it was a real issue. I still think it was tied into that. It was tied into the it movie, but. Right, and it was, and 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 my my nephew was actually in the uh, in the in the commercial that they made. I thought it was kind of funny too, as well. <laughs> and um, was he was he one of the kids or one of the clowns? He was one of the police officers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they they're they're really good at they're really good at that kind of stuff. They're really good as I said. I think they certainly are. They really are. They're very, it was very creative how they did it because when the cop car pulled over and pulled over to this clown and and the uh, officer gets out of the car and starts talking to the clown. The clown says, "What are you going to do about it?" Because it's not me. It's what we're going to do. And then they open up the car door, and one after another, cops come out of the car. Like the clowns would come out of a car in a circus. So, as if there were 30 cops inside the car the whole time, you know. <laughs> it just kept coming out <laughs> to no end. But uh, anyways, it's good subject stuff, and I keep up the good work, my man. Thank Take you so care. much. Have a good day. 
508-996-0500 if anybody else wants to jump into the conversation. I do have to take my first break. Um, also, as I mentioned, Josh Amaral will be with us tomorrow to discuss the city's comprehensive housing plan more in depth with us. Uh, he'll be here with us uh, tomorrow morning in the 9 o'clock hour. He'll also be on South Coast tonight next Wednesday night as well. So you'll have a couple of chances to hear him talk about what is a very important initiative. Uh, we talked a bit about it with the mayor yesterday. Uh, he talked more about it with Chris and Marcus last night on South Coast tonight which you can you can check out the podcast of uh, but wbsm.com or on the app wherever your podcasts are found and of course Kate has a very in-depth piece at wbsm.com and on the app where you can also click the link to read the entire housing plan uh, in its entirety we uploaded the pdf file of the housing plan so that you'll be able to read it right there uh, on your device whether it be your computer your phone whatever uh, i did not get to hear south coast tonight i heard a, a couple of little clips from the discussion last night with the mayor, uh, but I was actually at the Freetown Lakeville Candidates Forum, and somebody else wasn't at the Freetown Lakeville Candidates Forum, so we'll get into that as well. We're going to take a break now. We'll be back in just a few moments. Well, no one told me about her, the way she lied. Well, no one told me about her, how many people cried, but it's too late to say you're sorry, how would I know, why should I care, please don't bother trying to find her, she's not there, well let me tell you about the way she looked. And welcome back in, 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in or hit us up on the WBSM app. If you want to text into the studio, again, it's really easy to download. Just go to your app store, type in WBSM, and you will find our app there. Uh, if you can't find it that way, if you don't use your app store, whatever it might be, I know. So a lot of folks don't want to put any credit card information into their into their phones. And uh, if you go to your app store, they kind of require you to have a credit card on file for if you happen to want to buy an app that costs money or uh, an app that you can add things into, uh, things that you can buy to put into the app. So some people don't want to go to the app store and put in a credit card to be able, excuse me, to be able to have an app, app account, app store account. Totally understandable. You don't have to go to the app store to get the WBSM app, which, by the way, doesn't cost you anything and will never cost you anything. Uh, if you go to the WBSM.com page, and you can go to it on your mobile browser. You can go to it on your on your desktop, whatever it might be. And if you go to the Listen tab and then go down to the tab for our app, there's a link there to type in your email address, and it will automatically email you the app download from your uh, from your phone's email account. So whatever email you get on your phone, make sure that that's what you type into, and you'll be able to download it. You'll be able to install it on your phone, and you won't even have to go into the App Store to do it. And then you'll be able to get all of our great content. You can listen live. You can listen to us on podcast. You can get all of our breaking news alerts. You can get all of our stories that we publish. You can get live traffic, live weather. There's contesting that'll be, and we're definitely going to be doing some contesting in the coming weeks because I've got concert tickets that I want to give away to you folks. And uh, of course, all of the great stuff is all available to us thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. They sponsor the app so that we can keep adding new features in there and keep making it better and better for you, including app chat. 
but maybe maybe sending a, a text message and, and typing isn't your thing. You can also send us photos. You can send us videos. You can record a, vo- a voice message to send to us. It's like sending us a voicemail. Just hit the open line button on the app and record what you have to say. That's going to send it in to me, and then I'll just have to preview it to make sure it's okay to put on the air, and I can play it just like it was a phone call. So it's all these great features that are uh, made possible thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. Take advantage of it. It's free. Okay, again, 508-996-0500. So last night I attended the uh, Freetown Lakeville Candidates Night, and I went because now... I want to understand the perspective of some of the folks who are concerned about school security. I do, because I, for, as I said the other day, and people got hugely upset about that about this, when I said that despite the number of school shootings we've had, and I'm not trying to belittle them at all, I'm not trying to belittle the tragedy of them at all, but the statistical likelihood of that happening at your child's school is extremely low. So how much of this is false panic? Now, absolutely, every school building should be as secure as it can be. And if it's lacks in security, let's improve that security. If, if they are leaving doors open, if they are allowing people to just walk into the building... If there's no checkpoint for them to check in, all of these things need to be addressed. Uh, You know, somebody had brought up the idea the other day of if I'd be in favor of bulletproof glass in the windows. I I, I don't see an issue with that. I mean, again, I guess it comes down to cost and what taxpayers are willing to pay when a new school building is on the table. And what are the limitations of that bulletproof glass? Um, from my understanding, and I have just a rudimentary understanding of bulletproof, bulletproof glass, you, it wouldn't affect you being able to look out the window from the classroom. It wouldn't be able. It wouldn't affect you being able to open or close the windows. Although some schools, you know, don't allow that. They have different types of. Uh, you know, you can open up maybe a little portion of it at the bottom with the screen. Um, you know, it all depends on the design of the school. But I, I would, I, I don't see an issue with that if that's a way that you, you think would make people feel better about it. I think that that's a a common sense solution, but also at the same time, you have to do all the other things too. Just protecting the windows isn't going to be enough. But I'm not going as far as Barry was, where he's saying let's put a sniper on the roof of, uh, of every school building. You know, I just think that's a big waste of resources for something that is a statistical unlikelihood. That was my point. Like let's let's let's. F- fortify these schools as best as we can without having to get ridiculous about it. And go ahead and call me and say, oh, you think it's ridiculous to protect our kids? No, I don't. I didn't say that at all. But there's a point where some of the measures are too much. You know, everybody likes to use the analogy of, of uh, you know, when you walk into a stadium, they check you out and they make sure that you you don't have any weapons on you. So, okay, fine. Let's have the equivalent of that be then, you know, if you're going too far with school safety, it's like they're not going to reach down into my pants and feel my groin. That would be going too far, right? So it would be putting a sniper on the roof or arming teachers. These are all things that would go too far in my mind. So I'm interested in hearing what some of these suggestions are for 
better fortifying schools. And in the Freetown-Lakeville school committee race for the Freetown seats, this, is, this has come up. There are three candidates running for two spots. There are two incumbents, Jennifer Blum and Robert Clark. Uh, uh, Clark has been there for, I think he said, 40 years. And he has said that this will be his final term. Uh, just because he's got other things, you know, in his life going on. And, and, and that's a long time to serve and, you know, getting fresh blood in there and all that. So, but they're in a transitional period when it comes to uh, how they're going to um, continue on with supplying vocational education for their students. Uh, they have uh, some other issues that are on the table that they're working through the expansion of the, inf- I should say, the influx of people coming to town. Uh, and wanting to be able to educate their children without having to increase class size. So there's a lot of things that were discussed last night at the meeting. One of the candidates uh, is the woman, Kayla Churchill, who uh, breached the school security at a, at a couple of different schools uh, late, late last year and was charged with trespassing as a result of it. And, and that case is, from my understanding, still pending. So she decided to run for school committee as a way to kind of push the need for more school security. Now, the problem is, is I'm trying to find her platform and what suggestions she has for that. And obviously, you're not going to get into every suggestion. You know, the question came up last night about uh, what measures are they taking? And and uh, and school committee member Blum said, well, you know, we're not going to tell you everything that we are doing or everything that we plan on doing because we wouldn't want that information to be out there. But certainly you can have a, an idea of what the plan should be. And from, so from my understanding and from what she was putting on her Facebook page uh, and in comments in, in Facebook groups, uh, Kayla Churchill was going to talk about her plan in last night's candidates meeting, candidates forum. So I went there hoping to, to hear some of that and to see, you know, maybe, maybe it is far more common sense than, than I would, maybe it's ideas that I had never thought of. I wanted to hear some of these, these concepts and concerns. Uh, except for the fact that she she didn't go. She promised, and caller, I'll get to you in just a moment. She promised that uh, she would reveal her her talking points, her her platform at this candidates forum because to do so ahead of time would have given her opponents the chance to steal her ideas. Now, I can just tell you from what I heard last night. I don't know that her opponents and her would be on the same page about that. So I don't think there's, there needs to be a concern about them stealing her ideas. And uh, to be honest with you, if it's a good idea, who cares who gets elected if that good idea gets put into place either way, right? It's about the safety of the kids, not about winning the race. So she didn't go, so we didn't get to hear her, uh, her platform and her, her ideas for this. I reached out to her last night via her campaign Facebook page. Now, listen, there's no, it's not a secret she doesn't like me because I've been talking about her campaign and apparently she thinks that that's, you know, I shouldn't be allowed to do that. And she doesn't want, she, she doesn't like the fact that I'm talking about it. But when you become a candidate, you are open for public discourse about your candidacy. Uh, and as I said it, it, in a recent discussion, I just don't take her as a serious candidate or as a serious person because she's not doing the things that you're supposed to do as a candidate, such as appearing before the public that you're asking to vote for you uh, to answer their questions. She has said people can call her, they can text her, that she plans on going out to um, sit down at a table somewhere publicly for people to approach her and ask her questions. 
I think that that's a lot of work to ask a voter to do to try and hear what it is that you stand for. You should make it easily available to them on your campaign website, on your campaign social media, and go to things like the Candidates' Night. Um, you know, obviously, if you're an unopposed candidate, I don't see the need to show up at a Candidates' Night and just make the night longer for everybody when you're going to win anyway. Um, but I, I do think that was in a when there was a contested race, you owe it to the voters that you want to vote for you to explain your position and to answer questions. Um, so she saw the message that I sent her and didn't reply. So I don't know what the reason was why she wasn't there last night. Uh, her platform was addressed a couple of times. There was a, a senior at Aponiquet High School named uh, Nikhil who stood up and talked about he didn't mention her by name, wasn't you know speaking about anybody in particular, but he talked about how if you want kids to follow the rules, you need leaders that follow the rules. And I think he was implying, you know, not trespassing onto school property. That uh, if you think that, you know, you, if, if you want to be the leader, you need to embody the tenets of what makes a good leader and, and follow the same code of conduct that the uh, students are expected to follow in the handbook. And I spoke with him afterwards, uh, and I asked him, "Do you feel safe in school? Do your colleague, do, do your uh, your student, your friends in school, do they feel safe?" And he and he said, "Yes, you know, uh, the people feel safe in that school." Uh, there was another student, a trans student named Lily, who stood up, and she did try to address some of the um, accusations against Kayla Churchill. Uh, that were posted in a Facebook group about her reaching out to the school and asking if names are given to the parents about uh, who is part of the Gay Straight Alliance Club. Now, that I saw the, the, the email that was posted by her mother, and it was a question of, are the parents notified? And that has kind of gotten mixed up in the public sentiment of, she's trying to collect a name of who's in that group. That's not what she was doing at all. She was just asking if the parents are notified if their child is part of that club. Now, you can feel however you feel about that, but I don't want people to, to, to go down the path of making a false accusation uh, about what it was. So Lily tried to bring that up, and the moderator uh, cut her off and said, you know, she's not here to defend herself. The crowd kind of got a little bit like, you know, kind of booing that down a bit because she did put this stuff out there publicly, or her mother did, so that this should be something that can be discussed publicly. The moderator didn't agree. School committee member Blum disagreed with him, uh, and eventually Lily just sat down. And I talked to Lily afterwards, and she said she expected that to happen, um, but that, you know, she was satisfied just to be able to get something like that out there on the record. So that was really the only discussion. There was a little bit of discussion about, you know, what would the, what what more could they do for safety? Um, but for the most part, everybody that I talked to, they were there to hear what she had to say, but they weren't planning on voting for her. So I, I don't know if she would have had the chance to win over some people uh, if she had gone and spoken, but she chose not to, and, uh, and I don't know why. 508-996-0500. Let's uh, sneak in a call here before I got to take a break because they've been patiently waiting. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? Uh, very good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind? Good. Uh, I suggested more than once, and I think it's a good idea, of not having any classrooms on the entire first floor. It could be a command center for the security, and all the classes are upstairs, and any intruder would have a little hot of a time getting by them. Well, what, what, so kind, that, what, that, what kind of security are you looking for that would require the entire first anything floor? Anything that they could afford to put there, security guards, police with their guns, cameras, the whole first floor. 
that way the intruder is going to have a hot time getting up to the second floor. I, I don't think he'll make it. And another thing, I saw well, the well, video. Well, hold on. What, what about schools that are only one story? Well, they're going to have to start changing it as we go along if they can manage it. If you're going to build another school, build it the right way. And why isn't there panic rooms in there? There should be panic rooms. Where for, the teacher can leave the kids in, lock the door, and nobody can get in. Well, I think, yeah, I think you can You can probably have uh, have the, the rooms set up that way, but I don't think you can make separate spaces because there's just too many kids. And I don't see anything wrong with snipers on the roof. What's wrong with I, that? It's absolutely ridiculous. Why is it? What are you going to put? somebody coming with a backpack or carrying a gun as they're coming towards the school? That's enough for me. You're going to put somebody up there with a 30-year career that is never going to see that happen once. It has to be somebody with a thirty-year career. So what? And and, and what? So one. so okay. So exp- hold on. Ex- explain to me how you take somebody out. Then when do you when do you decide to fire upon them? Well, I'm. You don't just fire when you see somebody coming. You just Sometimes said fire on somebody when they walk been, up with a backpack. Mister Weisberg, there's been recording films of those intruders walking across the lawn, walking just carrying a gun out in the open. I, there's, there's so for the for so for those rare instances when that has happened, you want a sniper on the roof of every school in America. At least one. It doesn't have to be a man with a thirty-year career. Why are you coming out with that? No, no, no. I well, no. What I said is they could spend thirty years up there and never have to encounter that once. So what? You're protecting children, Tim. It's it's. It, I don't no, think it, it, there's it, other ways to protect idea. children without having to put a sniper on the roof. Your, your head's broken, sir. I'm sorry. Okay, well, they have, you, you, there's been shootings at supermarkets. Like, Should we put a sniper on a supermarket? Yeah, We're talking about schools right now, Tim. No, what let's talk about the gun problem sir? overall. The gun problem well, is the real issue here. The lack, of, the lack of help for said, mental illness is the real issue here. And I also thought I heard you say you didn't believe with teachers having guns. What's wrong with that? Why would you want teachers having guns? Why would you want them to have the responsibility of firing upon somebody if that comes in there? If they want the responsibility, if they're trained and they're found to be sound mind, then they're not mental cases. So we don't want Come guns on, in Tim. a school, but yet we want to put guns in a well, school. Then, okay, so you're okay with a classroom. I don't know a single teacher that wants to carry a gun in the classroom. You're okay with children sitting at their desks. And for an intruder to come in with a gun and kill them, and there's no recourse. The teacher can't do a damn thing, right? You're okay with that. Get them kids getting shot with no protection inside First of all, the school. No, I didn't say that. I think you the school did. should be secured so they can't get into the school to begin with. And that's another thing. I but there isn't a wolf at every door like you're trying to portray it. Did you see that video that they put up about that girl, guy, he, she, whoever it was? No, you know, we're not doing that. I heard you do that the other day, and you don't do that. You refer to people as human beings. You don't, I know that, I don't care that it's a suspect in a murder. We don't say he, she, I heard you say it the other day. You make those, you make. Because if you're born a man to me, if you're born a man, you're always going to be a man. I don't care. That's too bad. That's that's too bad. You don't get to call somebody an it or a he, she as a result of it. No, I'm not. No, I'm not changing the subject. You are a disrespectful person, and you have ridiculous ideas. She shot the glass out of the door. She did. I'm trying to get to. There shouldn't be glass in the doors like that. Um, She climbed right in. After she shot the glass out, she climbed And I brought up that idea that maybe there can be, you know, windowless doors, or maybe somebody brought up the point of that glass could be bulletproof. Um, I don't. Are you okay with the first floor having no classrooms? I need that answer. No, I think that that's an unfair thing to, to try to do. Unfair to who? Well, 
unfair because so many school buildings are one story. You've got brand new buildings that are one story. You want them to go build a new school or add a second floor onto it? No, you don't have to. But most schools have second floors and third floors. No, I don't think so. It's a big inconvenience to protect those children, Tim. You're, really? You're, really? you're asking for a lot of things to happen for something that is a very to rare occurrence. one of my kids, you better believe I would. All right. Well, we're, we're, we're not going to agree on this. Of dollars I got to take, take a break. I'm late for the break. Thank you for the call. We will, um, we will disagree again um, uh, in the future, I'm sure. Uh, oh, caller. Didn't mean to hang up on you there. Callers, hang on. We will get to you. But uh, right now, I do have to take a break. I'm behind. And uh, we will certainly have room for you throughout the course of the morning. Um. All right. We